The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. This is the Full Spectrum Podcast with Big Data and Maverick, available wherever you get your podcasts. Big Data, how are you? Welcome back. Super weekend. Super Bowl is over. How was it, my friend? I mean, so many questions, so many things I want you to tell the people about me and how brilliant I am and how amazing I am. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. I got a quick question before you get into yours because you had a big one. It's been the question that has overtaken the Internet prior to today because something else took over the Internet. The weekend halftime show. Did you like it? Didn't like it real quick. You know, I, I didn't mind it. I mean, it's, it was cool. It was cool. I mean, the game was a super letdown. Uh-oh. But we'll get to that. The halftime show is all right. You know what I'll say about the, the halftime show? $7 million doesn't get you what it used to get you back in the day. Because I was like, I thought he put $7 million of his own money into it. Like, what exactly did that money go towards? Is inflation that high down there? Like, what exactly did he get for that money? I just want to know. I agree with you. I thought it was okay, but not great. And actually, I might even downgrade it to meh because, dude, at the end of the day, he w- he put an extra $7 million into it, and I didn't see anything spectacular. A lot of fireworks. I'll say that. Was that was that what the money was for? Hey, fireworks? Uh, it was a music show, not an investment pitch. Take it easy. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Speaking of pitching, you know, I got to be honest with you when it comes to, to my lawyer and you know, if anyone knows me, I love my lawyer. Cause he's gotten me into out of a million jams in my life and who knows, maybe more to come. He, he, he loves my retainer. Let's just say that. But uh, I will tell you, I won't be hiring the guy I saw today on Twitter. Well, you know, this podcast loves to talk about zoom mishaps. Uh, we had a lot of fun with zoom gate with, Jeffrey Tubin. This is a lot more of a lighthearted subject. Uh, we have a gentleman here, Rod Ponton. Uh, he's in Texas. They were doing a Zoom uh, court appearance. Uh, there was, you know, a lawyer. There was the judge. And there was a man with a cat background in his Zoom. Poor Rod couldn't figure out how to take his cat filter off of his Zoom meeting and he had, you know, one of one of the greatest lines maybe I've never heard. He said to the judge, he goes, I'm here live. I'm not a cat. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but but was it convincing? That's the thing. Did the judge believe him? Because if he did, maybe I'll come back and say, hey, you can be my lawyer, sir. Listen, man, at the end of the day, I have so many questions. Like, why did he have the cat filter like so accessible during a court case ready to go at any time? Was that his master plan to help his client? I feel like it could have been. I feel like it might have been. He's obviously probably not computer savvy. He's probably using his like granddaughter's laptop. She's <laughs> like, why is there a cat? Why am I a cat? Uh, I got to say, the two guys on the video, though, the other lawyer and the judge, 
they got to they got to be on Saturday Night Live. These guys were they didn't crack a smile the whole time. They were <laughs> the ultimate straight men comedians. If you need some straight men in your scenes, please call these two gentlemen from Texas. I, I have a feeling we're going to see it this weekend on Saturday Night Live. I think you're totally right. I think we are going to see that bit for sure. Yay! You know, speaking of uh, things that happen on the weekend, we, we alluded to it earlier. The world alluded to it. I, I said it. Super Bowl was played. Super Bowl 55 was played this past weekend. But right before we get into what happened this past weekend, Big Data, do you know what the Monday after the Super Bowl is? It's the worst day for all us NFL fans, but it's an even worse day for all those guys that were putting big money on that game. It's the bookie day. Yes, that's the day you get that text message from your bookie going, hey, how's it going? Ah, too bad the ball. I can't believe Kansas City let you guys down. P.S. I'll meet you at my meeting spot. See you at 3. It's every guy knows this call and or text. Big data. I got to admit, the book, he loved me this weekend. He loved me this weekend. Meaning, I'm the one that collected. So, Maverick, first of all, I'm going to do a favor for a lot of the listeners out there. For everyone over the age of 40, you understood what Maverick just said. For everyone under the age of 40, imagine your betting app sent you an email the day after the Super Bowl and said, hey, your transfer didn't go through. Please send me some money or, you know, I'm going to put a black mark on your on your credit history uh, <laughs> essentially that's what a book is you know what that's a great explanation big data that's a good way to say it you know what me and my bookie we're buddies though we're good friends but this weekend we weren't why because i took them down why i do this podcast with you i get my analytics i get my sports Super Bowl 55 was supposed to be the most spectacular Super Bowl of all time. You had the new GOAT, the guy that's supposed to take over against the old GOAT, six-time Super Bowl champion. And in the end, it's the old man, the the GOAT, Tom (laughs) Frederick Brady, who comes through. Yes, his middle name is Frederick, came through and won his seventh Super Bowl, big data, Tell me about your thoughts on the game. Tell me how I was right. Tell the people what you thought of Super Bowl 55. You pulled it off, Maverick. You called the big upset. I will add this, though. I did get some viewer feedback that one really conscientious and attentive viewer said, well, Big Data, you weren't completely wrong. You did say Tampa Bay would score 31 points. Good point. So, you know, I was pretty close to being right. I just missed on the on the Chiefs team. Uh, you know, Maverick, you, you pulled it off. Great job. Kudos to you. Chiefs fans, you must feel terrible. What a no-show by the entire team. Uh, you know, you could say, you could bring up any number of analytical points you wanted. Essentially, they weren't ready, and Kind of the only data point I can see is don't bet on a team that just lost both of their tackles because your offense is going to look terrible. I couldn't agree more. Listen, a lot of people are going to say that uh, Todd Bowles was the MVP of this Super Bowl. And you know what? They, have a, they would have a good reason to say that, the defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
But at the end of the day, it was a beautiful effort. Where you said the Kansas City Chiefs team from top to bottom didn't play, you're absolutely right. But it was the exact opposite. It was the Tampa Bay team all the way through from top to bottom that played excellent. It was the fact that, of course, Mahomes with no tackles protecting him. I mean, what was that stat, Big Data? He ran around for 497 yards, the most he's ever run during the game uh, all year long. He was running for his life on every play. His receivers were getting hit in the face with balls and they weren't catching them. They were getting jammed up at the line. Tampa Bay ran the ball enough to get that play action going. Tom looks phenomenal. Gronk with two touchdowns. Everything that could have went right for Tampa Bay went right. And at the end, now it's it's now written in stone if it wasn't already. Tom Brady is Super Bowl GOAT champion of the world. Greatest football player ever. And he is prime in that in the in the postgame interview. He said he's coming back. And based on how this team looks, they could repeat. There's no reason to think they couldn't. Yeah, you're right. You know, they have a real advantage here, actually. Uh, if they sign uh, Brady to, you know, more than a one-year deal with a signing bonus, uh, you know, all the, all the cap flexibility moves that you can make on a new deal there, they could actually keep the team together and possibly add to it because they, if they wanted to, uh, they could come in with a you know a low cap number for the year one of his contract, uh, sign whoever they want to sign on the team already, and likely maybe even bring in if they needed some some more talent as well. So, you know, excellent future for the next you know two years here for for the Bucks. I do for I do want to sympathize a little bit with the Chiefs fans. I know things have gone well for them for so long, but man. Those flags in the first half oh, wait. set the tone for the entire game. They, I mean, that call on the on the first interception was terrible. Now, hold then, on, Big Data. Hold on, on hold nine, on. Nine flags to one in the first half. If I was a Chiefs fan, I would have been living. You know, this is the thing. I agree there was a lot of flags on KC, but on the other side of it, Big Data, you got to admit, okay, maybe one call out. I'll be nice and say to you that that one call, the this interception call you, you speak of, was maybe a bad call, but there was a eight more where, like, for example, Matteo, what are you doing going poking the bear, buddy? What are you doing? Are you crazy? Like, you're a great player as it is, Honey Badger, but you don't need to go and, like, a Honey Badger can fight a cobra. I've seen it. But you can't fight a bear. You can't fight a goat. And watch out because the goat ate you up. That's what happens. So you got to pick your fights, man. You got to pick your fights. They never, they never call playoff games and especially Super Bowls that tight. That was like a week one game. It was crazy. There was the most penalties in the first half of any game this season. Agreed. It was bad. But at the end of the day, I did feel like there was that the calls were justified. I hate to admit it. I, I'm not, I love Brady. I don't love him that much to sit there and, and, and coax him up, but you are up against the goat. You got to know your, your environment, but importantly to that, 
at the end of the day, a lot of them were called. I mean, Breland was grabbing Evans all night long. He might he could have like literally gave him a piggyback all night, Evans. He could have piggybacked them all night around the field. So I'm, I'm not saying they would have won the game because like Kansas City didn't play well enough to win the game. That's the bottom line. But to be down that way with those calls, like that many calls against you, it just it doesn't happen in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. It was like a real anomaly that first half. No, you're absolutely right. Well, there it is. That's the NFL real deal. It's over. The NFL's over. I'm sad. Now free agency starts. I got to go get my money off my bookie. I got to go pay some bills. I got to do some stuff. I don't know. Now I got to listen to you talk about NBA and March Madness for the next couple of months. Great. Great. Now what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's only a little ways away. The NFL Draft. There it is. I love it. You know, and one more thing, Big Data. I got actually a little bone to pick with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it's one thing that you didn't show up, but I'm starting to think, are you guys maybe just a little bit overrated? Yeah, I know people are going to yell and scream at me and be like, how could I say this? It's Mahomes' $40 million contract a year, all this you know, Kelsey had such a big season. The Cheetah, yeah, you know what? They did. Where were they all? Where was Andy Reid? This isn't the first time he's gone to a Super Bowl. He knows how to win. He's been there. This is his third trip. But you would have thought it was an amateur play. Do you know, when you think about it, Big Data, Kansas City was three field goals away from being shut out. They didn't even score a touchdown. I don't think I'm completely crazy when I say that Kansas City might be just... I don't know, man. Slightly overrated? Maybe? I'm going to have to say they're not overrated. But, man, was that a choke job. I I just feel like we're talking about a guy that is MVP caliber. And he did everything. I know Mahomes did everything under his power to do what he needed to do to try to score a touch. I mean, one of them hit Tyree right in the face. But where were these guys? Like, I just don't understand how they went from, you know, 100 miles an hour to two. I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it's an all-time no-show. Like, I was so confident when I made my pick with you that they were at least going to be – it was either going to be a tight game or they were going to win by quite a bit. And to no-show the game, the defense no-showed, the rest of the – Offense no-showed. Sure, the offensive line was crippled. That was the worst part of the game for them. But, man, receivers didn't show up. Uh, Andy Reid's play calling didn't show up. Eric Bieniemy's play calling, whatever you want to say, didn't show up. Right. Uh, Spagnolo's defense was not good. And, yeah, it's just it was just unbelievable that they just showed up and played awful. Now, it, here, you know, you, you brought up a name, Biennemi there, Eric Biennemi. And, I mean, there was a lot of talk during the season that this guy was prime for a head coaching job. Prime. And the fact that he didn't really re- – I know it was like playoffs and it's, you know – and all the positions were basically filled and no one waited for him. And that kind of makes me wonder why. And, I, I mean, maybe he's going to be the predecessor to Andy. But is he the new Josh McDaniels? You know, is this guy maybe just not a leader and he's going to always kind of be – second fiddle i just i'm so curious what is going on with that team because a lot of things got exposed uh big data and i know that the tackles are 
was essential in that game. I know how important, but at the same time, I mean, this is a team that we were all saying, you know what? And exactly to your point, look, when I took Tampa Bay, Oh, you know, they got to run the ball and all, a lot of that was a little bit of me just looking forward and saying what should happen. But at the end of the day, I did expect a fight. I mean, a true, that was not a fight. And, and that's what worries me as I mean, Buffalo would have given uh, Tampa Bay a better fight. Anybody in the AFC except for Kansas City that night would have given them a better fight. I mean, they looked unprepared, which is really weird because they played each other. They played in Tampa in the regular season. So, you know, I I guess looking back on that first game, um, after that first quarter where the Cheetah had 200 yards and three touchdowns, uh, Tampa played pretty well in the last three quarters and looks like they knew what to do since that game. And the chiefs looked like they hadn't played the bucks in Tampa for five years. I don't know what it's like. It's like they, you would think that they would have seen what the bucks did to them in the last three quarters of that game and made some adjustments. And I guess, yeah, the tackle thing was just so much that they couldn't overcome it. I mean, again, the penalties were tough to overcome too. But, like, they just looked like they were not prepared for what happened. You know, Tampa has those great, great linebackers. Uh, You know, obviously the pass rush looked world-class because of the tackles not being there. But in the end, I mean, just you can put your X's and O's away. They had no fight in them. Yeah. Exactly. And that, and that's the part you said it a little earlier. It didn't seem like they were prepared. Very, very odd game. And I guess there's so much pressure on Mahomes to just do everything, even play defense. Maybe they wanted him to take over uh, Matthew back in the, as a safety, maybe they wanted him back there. And one last thing, let's leave it on this. What do you think Brady said to him? I mean, he seemed pretty hot under the collar. What, What do you think? He says, I can't repeat it. I'll never repeat what Brady said, but what do you think it is? What do you think Brady said to him? I think he said, do you like my Uggs? You know what I think he said? You got crappy hair. That streak <laughs> in your hair looks stupid. That's what I think. I think that's what it was. <laughs> Brady, Brady, likes, All right. Brady Bro, likes the trash talk. He loves it. He lo- well, you know what, man? He it, it's it's really a part of him. It's really who he's all about and what he's about. And and you know what? I I love it, man. At forty three years old, he him and John Stockton, I would never want to play him on a driveway. Those guys look like they would just eat <laughs> anybody up at all times and any time during the night. You do remember the Uggs commercial, right, Brady? Come on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Good point. Good point. And you know what? By the way, I've seen some commercials lately. He's a hell of an actor. Hell of an actor. You know? Actually, they were showing the uh, there... Entourage clip when Tom Brady was, was playing and... golf with the Entourage crew. World class. Oh, yeah, that's what right. I remember job. Yeah, Amy yeah. Words. Great. I love it. I love it. Take that for data. Da- Big Data, from there, let's get to driving the lane with Big Data. But we're going to change it up. Instead of NBA, we're going to talk about what's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. March Madness is only a few weeks away. And right now, as we speak, it's the undefeated Gonzaga Bulldogs at 19-0 and that are prime ready to do what no one else has done. I mean, I don't want to call them a community college, but they might as well be from the size that they are. Big data. I know you're a big Bulldog fan. Here's my question to you. Will they end the season undefeated? And is this the year? 
Yes, on both accounts. Uh, as far as ending the season undefeated, there was a little scheduling um, switcheroo. Uh, actually, both games that Gonzaga played against BYU were rescheduled to be earlier. They were supposed to play them basically the last game of the conference season. So they, you know, they, Santa Clara had some COVID issues. Some other WCC teams had some COVID issues last week. So Gonzaga and BYU said, hey, let's play Monday night in Provo. That was the last time the Zags lost was the game in Provo last season. You know, people think, I don't know what they think about BYU, but they have a 20,000-person stadium. They have an awesome home court advantage. Obviously, this year, it was just like 200 people there. It was just the BYU uh players, families, and whatnot. And really, Gonzaga jumped on them 15-2 to two to start the game. And essentially, they played pretty much even the rest of the way. Uh, I mean, BYU, you know, they always have their, you know, their guys that come back from their mission and they're 25 years old. They have two kids and they're married and they're really physically mature guys. Uh, so they're always, they're always tough to play from that point of view. But this version sure. of the of Gonzaga is is just fantastic, um, for sure. Uh, now, their their most difficult game left is a home game uh, against St. Mary's, which oh. is not the St. Mary's that we're used to with the Gonzaga St. Mary's rivalry. And I think uh, you know they're always trying to put in another uh, out of conference game, but with all the COVID issues. Uh, the conferences doesn't seem like they're really letting. Uh, they tried to. They almost had a game last weekend with Houston, uh, but that didn't pan out. They keep saying they'll reschedule the game with Baylor. Doesn't look like that. Like Baylor is on another COVID break, uh, so they've missed. They're missing five games right now. So I would say yes, Gonzaga will be undefeated going into the tournament, and. Of course, this is their year. This is the best Gonzaga team we've ever seen. Uh, top to bottom, they have so much talent. Uh, they have four excellent guards. Uh, and that's not including Corey Kispert. I wouldn't put him in the guard mix, although um, on their team they refer to him as a guard. He's 6'7". He's basically their small forward. And sometimes he plays the power forward position. Uh, they have three of the top 20 uh, wooden award candidates on their team, uh, they're eight oh, people deep, good. and you know it is Gonzaga and Baylor, and then everyone else. Uh, if they don't meet in the championship game, uh, it's going to be a tragedy. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm kind of liking this team. St. Mary's, you said. I, I think I might like these guys. It seems like every time I say that word, you get a little. Uh... Get a little edgy. I, I get a little, you know, St. Mary's and BYU, they really, they give me the willies. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? I'm actually, I'm pulling for Gonzaga this year because I need you to get them. I need them to win a championship for you. I can't go another decade of you going, hey, remember when they played North Carolina and this happened? And I'm like, please, just let it go, Big Data. Just let it go. Like, let's move on. This team is primed. They're they're, pr they're primed and ready to take it on. And you know what? Based on what's been happening, I mean, all the teams, the most talented teams have been winning. The Lakers, the Dodgers, you know, in hockey, the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. 
now you've got uh, you know a- as you go down the list, this is prime. They're, this is if they they would be doing a disservice to all of sports during COVID if they somehow mucked this up. You know what I, I mean? totally agree. And you know now that you bring it up, what's going on? How about this Tampa Bay, the Lightning, yes. the Buccaneers, and almost the Rays? How? How is I'll this t- happening? I'll tell you what it is, Big Data. I'll tell you what it is. The state of Florida is not scared of COVID. In fact, it's the other way around. COVID is scared of the state of Florida, <laughs> meaning all the players are just going, you know what? Yeah, we got it. We don't got it. Like, the other teams are scared to play them, rightfully so. And, and I think it makes all the sense in the world. It makes all the sense in the world. So, really, was it Tampa Bay's defense? Or was it ta- or Kansas City's offense that just didn't want to get near the Tampa Bay defense? There it You're is. Onto something. There it is. You are onto something. I think I am. I think I am. Big data. Let's get onto it. Over to the great debate. Here it is. Look, everybody from the Instagrammers to the Facebookers to the social media, doesn't matter what site you go to. It is now written in stone, apparently, that Tom Brady is the goat of goats of goats. In this week's great debate, the question is, is Tom Brady truly the goat of goats? Big Data, honors to you, sir. Brady is in the pantheon of goat members. I will say he is for sure now the NFL goat. I had Jerry Rice as the goat previously. And really now it's no contest. Uh, I think I even heard Jerry Rice say the other day that that Brady is the goat uh, in the NFL. But when we get to other sports, you know, there's some, you know, if you go number of championships, we've got Bill Russell at the top of the, the list there. You know, you love to talk about Jordan and his 6-0 and in the finals. Uh, you know, Brady wow. is now 7-3 and three in the Super Bowls, which is still... 70%. Still 70%. I'm going to say, you know, you know, we do like to bring up, you know, there's Wayne Gretzky, there's yes. Babe Ruth, uh, some would even say steroid, massive head, Barry Bonds could be in the conversation. Yes, we have, you know, a bunch of track and field athletes you could put uh, in the mix. Michael Phelps, Hussein Bolt. You got, yes, Usain Bolt absolutely could be in the list. Uh, you know, you can go back even further. We could say Muhammad Ali. Uh, we could say, um, we wouldn't, for sure, we won't say Roy Jones Jr. after what we saw with Mike Tyson recently. Yeah, no, can't, you kind of wrecked it. You could put now, Tyson yeah. in the You're conversation right. too. Uh, but I think even the top athletes who they thought was the GOAT, I'm still going to say, in sport, uh, and of course, I'm biased to my lifetime mostly. I gotta say, Jordan is still the goat and not Brady. Really, you know, uh, as you were talking, I was gonna say, I, I got two guys, and I know I've always talked and I've always been pushing hard on Jordan, and and for a long time, and the documentary probably rekindled all that fire. However, I gotta admit, for a little while there, I did believe, and and I and I can stick to it that Wayne Gretzky was the goat of goats. Here's a guy that dominated, like literally dominated and has every record in his sport 
On top of it, he's got Stanley Cups, MVPs, trophies, everything. So when you think about a GOAT, he he literally check boxes, he, he check marks each box. He's got it all. As I look at Brady now, he is in the exact same class as Gretzky. He's got the passing records now. He's got maybe not all-time passing, but he's got the touchdown. He's got the completion. He's got he's got everything and he's got the championships. So is Brady now number one over Gretzky in my eyes? I have to probably say yes, because he's still doing it at the age that he's doing it. So when you're great, it really shouldn't like end. Like we talk about guys like Warren Buffett. He's still the best investor in the world at his tender age of 70, almost 80 years old, if not 80 years old. So I have to give respect to the guy that at his age and over a 21-year career, he hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't faltered in any way. Jordan took a layoff. He's 6-0. I get it. He was the most dominant guy, but he also doesn't have the all-time scoring records. He doesn't have all that. So honestly, in this great debate, I got to go with Tom Brady truly is the goat of goats. I didn't want to agree with it, but I sat and I was listening to you and I was like, you know what? If I'm true to my word, I got to give it. I got to give it to the guy that's been doing it nonstop. He's got the records. He's got the MVPs. Ladies and gentlemen, I truly do believe that Tom Brady is the goat of goats. I thought you were going to say what sealed it for you was when Brady was throwing that touchdown pass to Breeze's kid. I'll tell you what, what, uh, that was, that was probably the best one. How about the one that he threw off the boat to Gronk on the boat? boat? And how about the fact that he was smashed out of his mind and still sending out amazing, amazing Twitter, Twitter, uh, snapshots. Uh, Hey, you tell me a better guy. You tell me a better guy. There isn't. It's tough. After that celebration, it's tough. It's tough. There it is. The great debate is over. This podcast is over. What a great podcast. Big data. You know what? The the Super Bowl might have sucked, but this was another amazing podcast. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening, everybody. And let's do it again next week. Yeah, let's do it. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. I'm telling you, off the boat. What if the Super Bowl Lombardi went into the ocean? Like, what if it fell into the ocean or fell into the water there? Does Gronk go after it? Do you send the crappiest player down there to get it? Like, what happens? You gotta send Gronk. He's the only way to do it. He's really, he really is. And you know what, P.S., Gronk might have taken a year off, but man, that dude can still party. That guy, man, do I wish I went to college. Hey, he didn't take a year off from partying, just from football. Good point. Great, great point. You know what? Maybe the Gronk is the goat of goats. I'm going to look into this. Look into it. <laughs> have a great week, everyone. Take that for data. Let out the meatloaf!